Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 119 for Wednesday, September 15th. I'm Alex Uwe. I'm here today with Forbode Markazi and Ray Estrada. And we have a great show for you today. We are getting super, super close to the end of the season. Every playoff race is extremely tight. We'll talk about the recent news. And we've also not podcasted in two weeks again. So we have we have lots to catch up on. Uh, before we dive right in, we'll go ahead and ask you to follow us on social media at Beat the Shift BP. That's the best place to get in touch with us because we want to hear what you have to say about the things we talk about. If you have any ideas, suggestions, or if you just want to say hi, at Beat the Shift BP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, let's get into it. Farbode, Ray, how are you guys doing? Good. 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 Well, one word answers. Fantastic. No, no, only one. You only get one word. I, I told you. They were all technically one word. Uh, but th- that was three words, you see. So it was not that. Um, but every word is one word. I am going to ignore that because it hurts my brain. Yes, like I said, there's just so much playoff news. I think everything here is really all about playoff implications at this point. I really miss this after last year when the playoffs was just everybody everybody goes everybody gets to play and uh you know if you win congrats but this year in the full 162 format back at it i i can't remember it being this intense maybe it's just because i'm a yankees fan and i'm watching four teams realistically vie for playoff spots and all of them being contenders to win the world series but i you know maybe that happens every year too and i'm just forgetting about that um you want to let's just start there because there's a lot of NL West and wild card race stuff to talk about in, in other areas, but let's, let's start with the AL East and the Blue Jays in particular making things super interesting. They decided to go ahead and sweep the Yankees in a four game series on the road uh, to put themselves firmly right back in the wild card race. They are, I think, they're tied right there with the Yankees at this point in time as we're recording this. Uh, for those wildcard spots ahead of Boston, just barely. And the Blue Jays, after that, went ahead and murdered the the Orioles, which they've done before. But when I say they absolutely murdered them, they scored 44 runs in the span of 24 hours during that series. They had a doubleheader on the first day of that, in which they scored 11 runs in each game, and came from behind (laughs) to win um in both games which is just it's crazy they're they're off i forget which game it was but one of those games all all 11 runs came in a single inning yeah it's it it was something else they were they were getting no hit actually until that yeah so to to put icing on the cake there and then the next day it was a day game so within the span of 24 hours uh put up 22 runs in that game and we're pretty comfortable it was not a close game to say the least so the blue jays despite losing today they lost a a close game against the rays they are tied at 81 and 64 with the yankees boston is a half game back Mm -hmm. yeah despite all that though they really do look like a playoff built team who's who has the hottest lineup in baseball right now without a doubt uh, from t- from top to bottom, the guys you know, the guys you don't know. Like, I, I saw Bo Bichette and George Springer 
are not even top nine in OPS in that lineup since um, since like mid-August or, you know, whatever arbitrary date you want to, to state there, but like That's... about a month. And, we... th- and Bo Bichette's OPS, by the way, is like 900. <laughs> he's not he's not in the top nine yeah can we team. just can we just uh take a second and appreciate a lot of times when guys take one year deals it's because uh they didn't have a great year beforehand and they're just betting on themselves and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't my god marcus Simeon. um he is putting together an incredible year i don't, I don't know if it's like mvp like quality in a different year where I saw some people on MLB Network saying he should be getting some votes. But 882 OPS, 136 OPS plus, 39 bombs. He's almost at 100 RBIs. Um, I, that, that entire team is just very well put together offensively, and it's a lot of fun. And they got uh, the runner-up in the AL MVP and not named uh, – it, they got the runner-up in the AL MVP and Vlad Guerrero too. So, yeah, he everybody's putting on a show in their own special way, and Vlad does his by hitting absolute laser beams out. I, he, did he pass Otani or is he tied with Otani? He still? passed Otani. He passed him. He passed Otani. He passed him by the way with a 15 degree launch angle home run, it, which is as <laughs> low as it sounds. It's just a line drive over the third baseman's head that got over the fence basically so you know incredibly fun marcus Simeon's probably gonna win his second third place mvp finish in his career and everybody else was kind of sleeping on him this year with the down year last year i was like there's no way last year was anything remotely close to his true talent because he was so good with the a's you do not have a third place mvp finish type of season like that and have that be a complete one-off i'm sorry unless unless there's injuries or you know whatever other circumstances so um i i believe i don't think i don't think any of us going into the season if i remember correctly of any of our conversation about marcus Simeon, i don't think any of us thought last year was who he was Um, no 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 but like and i particularly in fantasy nobody liked marcus Simeon for some reason and I was like, this dude is ridiculous. Nobody saw this much power because he's never hit for this much power. But, um, yeah, he's probably going to finish third in MVP voting. And at least now, it is very possible. And I, I, I'm hoping for it at this point because I, I do want to see this team in the playoffs, despite my team being right there uh, in the thick of it too, because of the fact that they realistically – will have the second and third place MVP finishers. And there was a chance for a while when we were saying that, that they were not going to make the playoffs. Like, how would that work? Well, they might make the playoffs now because of those two, two and everybody else. I'm, look, I'm looking at our 2021 predictions from the beginning of the year. Two out of the four of us had the Blue Jays as a wild card team. Who were the two? Uh, Ray had them as wild card two. And Rudy, Rudy had him as wild card one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, none of us. So none eight. of us. None of us had Boston. I know for sure because Boston was not. No, yeah, Boston no. was supposed to be bad this year. Yeah. Um, Boston, by the way, is barring a miracle from Seattle, is going to tie. Um, 
is going to make it a three-way tie with a win. Oh, that's that's so fun. I, I love that. <laughs> I also, uh, if I'm if I'm looking at this correctly, I don't think many of us put the Rays in the playoffs. Which I don't all? think we thought that yeah. them trading away Blake Snell and I, having to play oh, 100 extra games this year was going to sustain the kind of uh, output they had last year. But we were obviously very wrong. We had them as wild card too. Okay, good. Um, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I, that That's insane. I also Incredible. think we put a lot more faith in the Yankees that, than they we did. kind of deserve. The Yankees we just straight up forgot how to play baseball for <laughs> multiple stretches of time. And, and then they remembered for 13 straight games, and then they kind of forgot again. They they <laughs> lost seven in a row not long after that, so I don't yeah, know what this the team Yankee, is. Maybe they're just the, trying to the, time incredible hot streaks with <laughs> expert efficiency. The, the Yankees were each of ours uh, AL East champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check Andrew out. Heaney is like a go-to like long relief guy for them. They're in great shape. Uh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no. Former Dodger, former Angel, Andrew Heaney. Dodgers legend, Andrew Heaney. Dodgers legend. In any case, the AL East is the best division in baseball, <laughs> barring nothing else. And it all, like, uh, it's, it's times like this when I'm just asking myself, why even have the divisions matter for who makes the playoffs anymore. Like, why can't they just do what the NBA does? Like they still technically have divisions and they play teams in their divisions slightly more or whatever, but their playoff um, seating is all done from their, their conferences, or I guess in this case it would be uh, with each league and just take the top. It doesn't matter. However many teams you would have otherwise just take the top teams because there's absolutely no way that any flukishness is going to happen um it's it's not really that case because houston and the white Sox are both really strong teams too that are ahead of these wild card teams but i mean you can take a look at the other side of things in the national league and say that you know what the dodgers probably should be the two seed in the national league when it's all said and done but that's not how it's going to work or i mean whoever comes in second between the Giants and Dodgers when the season comes to a close. I, what do you guys think of that? Is that like is that ridiculous or does Win it just seem like a like a no brainer? Win your division. That's how it's set up. Win your division. Well, that's how it's set up. Yeah, that's that's how you get I mean, in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. It 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 puts more onus. Like you, you can't just cruise into like oh okay we're second best. It, you can't in, though in if you like, if you're taking the best from the whole league it make it you have to beat everybody not you don't have to just like you can look at the brewers right it's like win your division they've won their division but if it was a case where their playoffs yeah, so they've earned their rights standing to host, to host no they've i'm saying yeah. like they've won it with like a month and a half left to play is all i'm saying versus yeah. where it's like you have to to be looking at the other teams bearing down on you in other divisions like just just across the league like i don't there's so much disparity in, in how these divisions play out that it seems, it, it doesn't it doesn't it kind of rub you the wrong way that one of the no the Giants and the Dodgers is going to have to play a wild card game. No. It, it, it's really it say it says the the fan of division. the team. Dodgers don't if Dodgers don't win the division, you gotta live with the fact that you have a one game wild card. 
That's so it's... dumb. They're going to be the second best team in baseball. But they weren't the best team in their division, so they don't. Uh, so they then they're right they're subject they're relegated to a one game playoff when a team like Atlanta might win like eighty five games in comparison and win their division and not have that at all. They could literally win twenty fewer games. It seems like at this point and and not have to play a, a wild card game. That, oh, well. that seems wrong, right, Farbo? Like, just saying it that way? Can you please repeat your question? Sorry. So, it doesn't it seem wrong <laughs> that the Dodgers, who have 90... Right now, they have 93 wins, and they are in second place, first in the wild card. If, you know, if the season ended today, they would have to play a one-game playoff. And in the NL East, the Atlanta Braves are sitting with a comfortable four-and-a-half game lead first place with 76 wins it i mean look it you you can say that but we've had this conversation since when was it what when were the pirates were a 97 win team in what 2013 we've had it since what is it and, the yankees won like 100 games in 2017 yeah yes there was the that too game. and the red sox yeah also the, went the, the pirates won 90 won 97 games they lost in the wild card and everyone was like man this is some bullshit like this is how it's set up like, i know yeah, it's i know that's like I, that, no, just okay, say this, this is yeah, how I'm, it is I'm, like I'm, yeah <laughs> i'm not look obviously for major league baseball they're gonna want the best of the best in the playoffs they want the best product of their game to be showcased on national television to be going at each other competition and everything so yes, I could foresee uh, like some somewhere down the road. Maybe it's not in this CBA, but in the next one where they move to a more NBA type style. It's it's going like it would be more so the best from the AL, the best from the NL, and who knows that could be good for baseball. But for now, I don't feel bad for uh, I I don't feel bad for the Giants or the Pod or the Dodgers or the Pirates. You're um, years ago for being relegated to a potential wildcard game. And I don't feel <laughs> that much better for the Brewers who I know are just going to go and probably put up a pretty good fight. Like at, in the end of it, they don't have a lot of wins, but like that Brewers team is not one to just uh, like disregard. The Brewers do have the, a lot of wins. I was, I was they, referring to the that Braves Brewers team who do not have, let me tell wins. you right now that Brewers team is going to be dangerous in the playoffs with, with the pitching they have. They do, If they get a little bit of offense, that's going to be dangerous in the playoffs. I like that segue because we should talk about perhaps their their best duo and threat that basically exists in baseball, and that would be Corbin Burns leading into Josh Hader for a no-hitter. Corbin Burns struck out 14 in his start through eight innings but the pitch count was a little bit high so they were like you know what we'll just have one of the best closers in baseball try to finish up the no hitter and then we'll we'll be good from there so that is what they did and nobody is the least bit surprised because i think corbin burns really is as good as it gets and that's not to say that the dodgers or any other top team doesn't have anybody that can match up against him but he is 
going to win the Cy Young now, especially like Jacob deGrom really, uh, you know, left us wanting more, but Corbin Burns is, uh, he's actually stayed healthy and is putting up crazy ridiculous numbers. Done and dusted yet. It's not done and dusted. That's when like the Dodgers have two guys in their own right that could easily just take it with a couple more good starts. But Corbin Burns, I would say is a notch above right now. His last start helps a little bit as well. Uh, would I? Yeah. Would I? Would I surprise you if I told you that none of us put um, Corbin Burns in our preseason predictions to win the NL Cy Young? Um, I would not be surprised because I also <laughs> think he was was he number one hundred in our top one hundred right now entering the season. At least we he had him in there. He might have been. But also, like, how could he pick against the Grom? Yeah, you. You get. Um, everyone picked, uh, for the MVP, it's the same thing. Everyone picked Trout. I picked Shohei, so I'm, I'm going to collect my bragging rights once that happens. Yeah, um, that's fair. You went after you guys yeah. were like, you guys, but, um. But you, you thought can't... Shohei would win it with like a 20 home run season and like a three and a half ERA. Yeah, so really no. you were wrong. I, <laughs> I had, I, I have the bold prediction. I said 20 plus home runs. Mm. 15 plus plus is important uh 10 plus stolen bases um it should have been times two anyways not trying to we all nobody bet on uh trout's cap exploding yeah and and joe madden lying about it either um six to 12 weeks my ass um but I believe I believe he said six plus weeks actually so really that you know that's (laughs) If I uh, works both ways, not trying to segue too much. Basically, obviously, we can't discount anything Corbin Burns has done and his, the rise he's had. But I mean, just to defend ourselves a little bit, Jacob Degrom was going to be Cy Young if he didn't get hurt. Too. Jacob Degrom mm-hmm. was going to have the best season for a pitcher ever <laughs> if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, is I think it's a very yeah. important distinction. So yeah, that I don't know. I, he could have won. And he the was MVP. still like one and one on the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I don't think the wins narrative actually played out that way this year. But could you imagine if the Mets just like did not win for him in this in the type of season that he he left having? a lot of games tied. I think seven and two, one oh eight ERA. Yeah, seven and two is is not okay. He did get wins this year. Yeah, but oh my god, I I miss those those days. Oh yeah, because that was a good first half Mets team, and then they collapsed at the after the All yeah. break. I really miss those days, right. though. Tracking Jacob Degrom finishing with more <laughs> war than wins. I wanted it to happen so badly, and it never did. It was close. It was really close. Um, but the uh, the point remains. Going back to the Brewers and Corbin Burns, and really just the way that their whole team is constructed as a serious um, as a serious threat in the playoffs. I really don't know I, I mean they, they have they have so many pieces that that just work despite not having a very strong lineup if that makes sense you know it feels very royals-esque in a lot of ways doesn't it well i mean lorenzo kane is the most royals-esque way <laughs> but like everything else about it, it like their lineup isn't particularly strong um no, they they play good defense. They pitch really well, and they have they have their guy. I mean, the Royals years, it was kind of like 
they went out and got Johnny Cueto or, you know, whatever it may be. But um, with Corbin Burns, that is that is a heck of a guy to have, really. In the I mean, the Dodgers have two of their own. But, like, if it is... And Kershaw's it, back. Mm, yeah. And they were talking... I don't, I don't think Kershaw's in that tier. Postseason. I don't think Kershaw's in that tier. Of we're talking postseason, like I thought we were talking postseason rotations. Yeah, we they, are. They, I we they, are. I'm I'm more talking about like matchup wise, just like oh, you know okay, the top yeah. the top guys like Scherzer, Bueller, Burns. The, like the Giants realistically don't have that caliber pitcher. Like they have Gosman, they have Webb, they have good pitchers, um, but these guys are kind of in a, in a league of their own right now like that next that next tier up so and and those those come to play really really well in the playoffs so um, i don't know if you're i i do have one take um for the playoffs that might change what everyone else expects mm-hmm. to happen and i saw it in a tweet today okay in 2010 the giants beat the padres in san francisco and they clinched the playoff spot in 2012 the Giants beat the Padres in San Francisco and clinched the playoff spot. 2014, the Giants beat the Padres in San Francisco and clinched the playoff spot. And in 2021, the Giants beat the Padres in San Francisco and clinched the playoff spot. Is that coincidence? Dodgers in four. <laughs> Dodgers in four. <laughs> uh, man. The thing, okay, that's the thing too, though. It's like you hear, you hear that and you're like, don't, like, the Giants are the best team. Like, I don't feel that way at all. I don't think a lot no. of people feel that way because, like I said, they don't have, and they don't have any top tier players. But we've talked about this. Go literally, at least the podcast that I've been on. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, I feel like we've talked about this every podcast, and rightfully so. They just have everyone doing something. It's not like obviously they don't have a bona fide four hundred million dollar man. But everyone I mean, they do have is great. He was a great, great tight end um, <laughs> 20 years ago. Uh, but it's, I, I don't know. Like we've been doubting them. The, all of baseball beat writers, everyone's been doubting them for this whole year. And they're still there. Like, at what point do we stop it? Like, do we really think I've stopped isn't... doubting? But then you look at their team, and it's like, I no, don't but blame what anybody I... who who thinks this can't be sustained. <laughs> no, I I hundred percent agree with that. I I hundred percent agree with that. My question is, at what point in like do we think that this just isn't going to work in the playoffs? Is is that what people are saying? Like, do we think that? everyone um, pitching in, everyone doing their part, not having anyone with over 20 hormones. I don't know if that's still... No, that, that no that's not no longer got, true. Bell and okay. Diaz, I think, both have over 20 now. Okay, fine. Not having anyone with over, like, 22. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, is that sustainable in the playoffs? Now, I guess that's the question, but at this point, we've asked this all year. I'm kind of getting tired of it. Why Isn't it time to be, like, Man, the Giants are like they—they they have no one that we expect to be on a like they have no one that's like oh man that guy's gonna carry them to the World Series. But 
at some point you gotta yeah. start believing. I, I mean, them, right? I, I I think the play the the playoff question is a fair one though because um, if you match them up against the Dodgers in a in a five game series, can they win three out of those five? I think I not saying they can't, but uh, then can they go say against Milwaukee and win four out of seven against that rotation? Um, it's it's a fair question. There's they're not. The- I mean, you look at their team, they're a great regular season team. It's hard to look at it. They're not the most formidable team on paper if you're going into a short series or a seven-game series against them. Uwe, I realize I've just taken all this podcast from you, and I know you're the one that's supposed to ask questions. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Ray, keep, keep doing the thing. I'm, I'm, Ray, I'm good with that. Yes. How mad are you going to be if you lose to the St. Louis Cardinals in the wild card? <laughs> It's gonna be frustrating, but like honestly, like Dodger fans will come to expect it. It's like really, <laughs> the Dodgers. That, re- the Dodgers hey, really are the the, we the are Yankees. By, the Dodgers really are yeah. the Yankees of baseball. In that case, the, the self-loathing the Cardinals fans. have a negative run differential. Did you say the Dodgers are the Yankees of baseball? Like, did you? It was it was a direct reference to an A Rod quote. Oh, I, do you not remember that one? That's a that's an all timer. Wait, yeah, this year. Oh, I have not watched a lot of Sunday Night Baseball this year. I'm. I'll find. I'll, I'll send it to you. But <laughs> yeah, that's a. It is. <laughs> I see it. I see it all the time. It's like, <laughs> you know, Dodgers fans say it, like we're the Yankees of baseball. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, the A Rod gems that we get to reference. Um, I. I'm still rooting for my Reds to be in there. I'm not a Reds fan, but I have become. Yeah, I don't the, the know. Red, the Reds yeah, are the Reds missing a lot. All the momentum, <laughs> and then like they got a one game lead in the wild card, and then just like sucked again. Well, how could you not want Joey Votto, Jonathan India, and Wade Miley in the playoffs? I would love. I would love to play the Reds in, in the wild card game. Um, but like, can we clip that for when the Reds move on to the division series against the Dodgers, so we can? Uh, that's the, that's up. gonna be the least like hurtful like team to lose to. <laughs> like the Padres or the Cardinals is gonna suck if we lose to them. But like the Reds, like, oh, we kind of have to be mad at ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. I. <laughs> Well, to, to kind of put a cap on this discussion. So apparently, you know, it, it will suck, but you are okay with being the second best team in baseball by a great margin and still having to play in a one-game playoff. Yes. Um, okay. Oh, that's where we started. That's where we started. <laughs> and I also feel really weird that I didn't mention Brandon Woodruff's name once in talking about the, I, the Brewers. I, I said it. You just said I it. Thank said you. Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta. That three-headed monster. Good luck. Yeah, thank, thanks for finishing that one, because I think I, I, I got Corbin Burns' tunnel vision there. Um, and, yeah, Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals is just going to like lead them the, the whole way forever. Like I, mean, I, I don't understand it, but it's going to happen. I'm so down for that. I'm a, How could you not like uh, Wainwright? Um, did I just say that in two words? How could you not like Adam Wainwright? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a great broadcaster. He Absolutely. will, yes. He already 
he's already there. Yeah, he did kinda. a good job. He did a good job last year. He's already pretty much there. I don't know how many people expected him to be pitching at this level in twenty twenty one, because um, this is a renaissance like I don't think I've ever seen before, considering how subpar he was in years past. So I mean, good for the good for the Cardinals. The um, we didn't really talk about the Padres much at all, but they uh, were spiraling before and they still are. Uh, I think Cronenworth's missing some time now, and Snell left last uh, series with an injury, and you Darvish is still pitching poorly. It's it's all it's all falling apart over there in San they, Diego. They're still employing Jake Arrieta. Yeah, and they kind of have to, so. If they make it in, you know, that'll be fun. The Padres still remain a very fun team to watch. That's the thing, like, huh. the, it's, it seemed like the second wild card was going to get really exciting or, like, maybe the Reds would sort of take control of it. But now it's, like, a spot that nobody wants. And the Cardinals are kind of like, oh, we're here. <laughs> well, yeah, the Cardinals went out and landed the blockbuster John Lester to help boost their playoff And Jay Happ. And Jay Happ um, at the at the trade deadline and look at look at it they're six games over 500 they're right now if the season ended today look at us uh they who thought, <laughs> who thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and on the a- know, i don't on the I, al side of things too i just want to mention with like with seattle and oakland still it's still very much there um it feels like a lot of wind taken out of sails on that side of things too so um, you know what's o- Oakland especially. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought Oakland was just I mean, I've I've monitored the standings and I knew Oakland was second behind Houston, but I thought Oakland was definitely in the playoff picture even though I knew they weren't one of the wildcard teams. That's it's kind of crazy that like if the season ended today they wouldn't be in there and they are three and a half out so they got a shot, but I had them winning a division, I think, and going to the World Series. <laughs> you know what kind of player uh, Oakland might could use right now? Um, Marcus Simeon. <laughs> a Marcus Simeon uh, to to help wow. boost them up a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I mean, but I don't know. If I mean, he was so expensive, is... though. Like, I'm not sure uh, <laughs> they could afford him. At least they got Elvis Andrus, right? Yeah. Hey, they got Chris Davis back. Saw that okay. the other day. This is such a throwback, man. <laughs> they, they, so it basically announced... became just straight up Jonah Heim for Elvis Andrews. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that wraps up most of the discussion about the playoff picture. Um, I'll, I'll touch on a couple other things that we didn't really get into much, but uh, Max Scherzer, who we talked about a little bit already with the Dodgers, uh, in his last start, recorded a very historic 3,000th strikeout for his career. He's the second fastest player to get there in terms of innings pitched. And he also threw an immaculate inning, his third of his career, you know, just just because he felt like it, and took a perfect game into the eighth inning versus the Padres. So he didn't quite get there. Gave up a double to Eric Hosmer. Uh, Max Scherzer and almost throwing perfect games. Name a more iconic duo. Um, but that was, was unbelievable. Max Scherzer and throwing no hitters. 
the the fact that he is doing what he's doing <laughs> still without you know without any sort of ERA since he got into the Dodgers. He's pitching better than he's ever pitched, which is beyond me. So, yeah. I, I want mean, to see more, honestly, and I really is, hope this, that he gets to uh that he gets to pitch in the playoffs. Because if well, he there's yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Bueller would line up for a wild card game or what, but um all the more reason. I hope he gets a hit this year. Does he not have a hit? No. It's lame. He's over fifty two. He's kind of washed. Kershaw came back last night and had an infield single, and Trey Turner uh, yelled. At Max Scherzer like, "Hey, he got a hit!" And Max Scherzer was like yelling at Trey Turner. It was hilarious. <laughs> Max, Scherzer, um, very intense player. Max Scherzer. He looked. He looked pretty pissed off when he was getting a standing ovation, and uh, you know had to tip his cap. He he was. He still had. Did his... you hear the story about how Dave Roberts, uh, like in his, in his first start, tapped him on the ass? Yeah, and then he said, "Don't let me touch me." So, <laughs> yeah. so now everybody stays out of his way on a pitch when he pitches. Nobody told the nobody told the Dodgers fans commemorating him. Yeah. He's like he's also let me pitch the Nationals um, Roberto Clemente Award nominee. Mm, that seems appropriate. It does. Yeah, I, I mean, in the end of it, I'm just I'm not a Dodgers fan, and I wasn't particularly happy that a guy like him was going to L.A. But at the same time, he's you guys know this. He's been my favorite pitcher in baseball for God knows how long. It's just that old school, give me the ball, get out of my way. Into he said intense. It's just like, yeah, I can't wait to see him in the playoff. I think right now at 36 years old, he's like, I got a shot to win my second ring. I'm 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 doing everything I <laughs> damn can to make sure at least when I pitch, I'm good. Yeah, and uh, you gotta you gotta love that man. To bounce off the uh, there there was news on Roberto Clemente Day, um, which is, well, I guess, today when this comes out, just September fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the day going forward. Like Jack Robinson Day is always April fifteenth. Roberto Clemente Day will all will always be September fifteenth. Um, and they are allowing any uh, Puerto Rican player in the MLB to wear number twenty one. Every Pirates player can wear 21, and every active former winner of the Roberto Clemente Award can wear 21 on Roberto Clemente Day. So that is a quick update. That's awesome. That is interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, my only question is, you said can wear. Does that mean someone's just going to be like, no, I don't want to wear number 21 on this one day? Or is it like maybe if they forget? Day? I don't no, know. it's it's like yeah, everybody wears forty two on Jackie Robinson Day. It's not like a league wide thing. It's because um, uh, they, no, they I... did it last they did it last year for the first time. Like the Puerto Rican players did it, and all the Pirates did it, and they expanded that list a little bit to like former yeah MJ award winners. Yeah, no, like I I guess my question was more so on the semantics when you said can wear. Oh, like like as as in like one somebody's of just like players. nah. Yeah, they're so allowed. Just to. like no, okay, I see, I see. Sorry, right, move on. <laughs> yeah, but anybody else who wants to wear it, tough luck. Uh, pretty much. And one one other thing of note, uh, we had the Subway Series over the weekend. Speaking uh, of Puerto Rican players, <laughs> yeah, really good series of baseball. Even as even as a Yankees fan. Uh, really long series. 
yeah, Francisco Lindor, though, had a big, big game on Sunday Night Baseball, hit three homers, and took down the Yankees, basically, in a very, very close uh, series finale of that. He hit four total uh, that weekend, so um, I don't know if the Mets are going to make the playoffs, but at, uh, at least Francisco Lindor is doing something because he had had a very big no-production-type season up to that point. And uh, I don't think we talked about this last time uh, because our last podcast was mostly about how the Mets fans were not so thrilled that Javier Baez openly said that their team was uh, doing the thumbs down to essentially boo back at the fans. And as you can expect, there was a lot of booing. And I, I believe that, that it was that first day game back. Uh, it was the first game of a doubleheader, too, I believe, where... No, it wasn't. It was a nine-inning game, so I don't think it was a doubleheader. But uh, Javier Baez ignited a very improbable ninth-inning comeback for the Mets and scored at the plate on a very aggressive base running play and lost, like, $20,000 earrings that he was wearing in the dirt in front of home plate. It was just a very strange series of events. Uh, there's not really much more to analyze or to say about that, but why was he wearing such expensive jewelry while playing baseball? Can anybody answer that? There's Because he's going to get, like, $30 million this offseason at least. There's Otherwise, players. at 30, he's going to get a lot more, but... <laughs> You, there's, I mean, I think there's a football player, I forget who it was, but they lost a couple hundred thousand dollar piece of jewelry, too. These guys just do it. And I guess, I don't know. Baseball is temporary. The trip is forever. Unless you lose it. Until, until it's lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah. And I thought it was great that when uh when the news was breaking or like people were tweeting about it um like sandy alderson was one of the, the people down on the field like oh, combing yeah, around combing around in front of home plate with some other <laughs> grounds crew and buys looking for the uh looking for well, the earrings fair, like, like he's trying to get some how more much dirt is there to lose earrings like i'm sure there were studs but like yeah man i don't i don't know <laughs> hey all i'm gonna say is if if this happened in Oakland, Billy Bean and Oakland would be put. There would be legit private investigators on that field. They need all the payroll they can. Billy Bean's not uh, there. No, I know, but I'm saying. Oh, but if it was <laughs> hypothetically. Also, did I say twenty thousand? I meant to say two hundred thousand was actually how much oh the earrings God. were worth. <laughs> so. To not to downplay that at all, that is a tenfold increase on the value of those earrings to what I said. So, um, you're damn right, Sandy Alderson's going to be down there to aid with the search. So, yeah, that is that is our weird stuff segment. That is the entirety of it. Javier Baez, you are so weird, and I guess that's fun. So, you know, I hope you got some new earrings to celebrate. Um, something i don't know but i think that is going to do it for us today we will be back again before well before the the playoffs start uh for sure and less than three weeks yes 
There is or about three weeks. Not a lot of time left in the season for teams to make their move, and we'll be watching intently. So, uh, we'll we'll check in on on how all of that is going again uh, next week. So yeah, if you are still here, thank you very much for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, make sure to leave a like or a rating wherever you're listening. Leave a comment. I think you can do that on YouTube or some of the podcast platforms out there. And Smash that like button, hammer subscribe, right? That's YouTube stuff? Yeah, smash the like button for the algorithm is, is how you say that. And what else? Beat you comment sh- for the algorithm as well. <laughs> yes, all the things. And I'll plug our social media again, at BeatTheShiftBP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's the best place to, uh, to reach us and see Woo-hoo. when we post podcasts and all that good stuff. So, yeah. That is going to do it for today. Thank you, everybody, one last time. As always, Farbode. Peace.